I don't know what to do with these guys. I, I beg, I plead, I try to be a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, but I don't... Huh? They're kids. Scare them. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, seven Mississippi, eight Mississippi, nine Mississippi, ten Mississippi. You guys, you lollygag the ball around the infield. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. Do you know what that makes you, Larry? Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. What's our record, Larry? Eight and sixteen. Eight. 16. How'd we ever win eight? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. This is a simple game. You throw the ball. You hit the ball. You catch the ball. You got it? So, how much they give you? I'm Tony Marcucci and Barely Live doesn't even deserve to have me on here. You're a legend? Are you a legend? And I'm a legend. Perfect. coming in hot too uh, we're here in Asheville North Carolina at uh, Scoff Studios what do you think about that pretty good pretty good pretty good we got Cameron Mortensen here from Fiberglass Manifesto what up what up we got Owen Player the Bear how we doing, baby? How we doing? Be from South Carolina. That's right, hometown, baby. I'm in the other Carolina right now, down here in Asheville, North Carolina. The Upper Carolina. It's a pretty nifty little town. I dig it. I dig it. Where you start, quaint little studio, where we literally hear nothing in the background. So this is—I'm not going to say this is challenging, but it's just different. It's going to be a fun time, though. We got—we got a lot of things going on. We're here. Uh, basically, the reason we came is the Orvis Guide Rendezvous. And uh, there's all kinds of things going on. And uh, it's been two days of ruckus, fun. Uh, we got some good good stuff that happened last night out on the town. And we're going to uh, bring some audio from that. We're going to, we got a few characters lined up we're going to talk to. We're going to bring the Orvis crew out. We're going to bring the Scoff crew out. We got quite a few things going on. Will? Yeah, it's been a real good time. Uh, it's good seeing everybody. Uh, it's going to be a real fun night. We're going to have fun tonight. Just going to have fun tonight. Just going to have fun tonight. <laughs> Drinking a nice sweet water 420. How are you boys feeling this morning? A little slow getting up. I'm just happy I didn't go to the gay bar last night. Uh, the gay bar. Well, we'll talk about the gay bar later. 
They had a good ham sandwich. They did have a damn fine ham sandwich. Um, but yeah, so we also uh, let's see. Let me see what I got in store for us here. So uh, we're gonna have scoff, as I said. We're gonna talk about a few talks with those guys. We're gonna have the Orvis uh, match game, a little uh, game show with the Orvis crew. See see if they really know their their product that well, and we're gonna see if they know some Orvis trivia, old school trivia from back in the day. Um, and then uh, we got old Scoops Callahan coming. That's right. I think old he's Scoop. coming back in with some uh, with some reviews and. Uh, of course, we got old Richard Queso at the end, and uh, we might even get a visit from the ninja, old Alan uh, Broyhill himself. So, so anyway, yeah. So, so we're good to go. We got a full docket. So, uh, Alan Papa Broyhill, the Papa. So why don't we start it off first with Cameron? You know, Cameron's been a big friend of ours for a long yeah. time, and uh, first time having him on the podcast. Cam. What's your story, dude? What, what what are you into? I'm a little bit into glass rods. I'm a little bit into traveling to places to fish. A little bit into uh, listen to Barely Live. There okay. you go. Okay. So you've been listening? You've listened to a few episodes? Every episode. Uh, look Start at to you. finish. Look at you. So even the first one, you roughed it out through the first one? Roughed it through the first one. Man, we listened to that on the way up to Asheville the, the other day, and it was—I'm not going to say it was rough to listen to. I feel like it was gotten, interesting. I feel like we've greased the gears a little bit better since then. Timing on a few things, and I, uh, I usually like to listen to it when I'm going to sleep at night. <laughs> Ooh, look at you! It helps me sleep a little better when I can hear Mike Benson talking about GTs and how much he hates them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ruffled a few feathers. Have you ever caught a GT cam on a fiberglass rod? I have not. It's on the list. There you go. There you go. That better? Yeah. So, uh, so you're you're you started the fiberglass manifesto, which isn't just dedicated really just to fiberglass. You you touch on a lot of different topics on that that blog of yours. And how long have you been doing that? You know what? I've been doing it for seven and a half years. Wow. And. Uh, Talk about glass rods, but really whatever I think is cool in the fly fishing industry as well. Yeah, you've done, uh, we've really appreciated all the support you've given us. You always, whenever something new comes out, whether it's our product or someone else's product, you're always helping out the good guys and uh, spreading the word, so we appreciate it for sure. Highlighting, so. highlighting the small shops is something that I think is really important. Uh, this is a, a very small industry, and what, whatever I can do to kind of push that ball down the road I think is important. Yeah, man. Well, very cool. We've always appreciated it. We always get to see you at these events. Uh, you're in Columbia, pretty much. And we're in Charleston, we're in Nashville, so you're kind of halfway between the hot zone of being in the mountains or the coast. So you can get to trout or redfish pretty quickly. It's the sweet spot of the Carolinas. Yeah, man. Absolutely, for sure. And uh, then we've got old Owen Player over here. Tell us, tell the people, Owen. A little bit of skinny background and what you do, where you come from. I'm basically a fish bum, and uh, I started working at the fly shop, Bay Street Outfitters in Beaufort, when I was 16 years old, and I was in high school and decided to become a guide and got my captain's license, and I've been guiding ever since. You know, that's been about nine years now. I've been involved with fly fishing, and it's, it's how I live my life, and I'm sure how a lot of all you guys out there live your life, and everyone's surrounding us tonight. 
There you go. Yeah, man. We do have, do have a full house here tonight. We haven't really talked about that. I know, man. It's probably, I don't know how to figure out how many people I are would here. say there's about 120 people in here right now. Let's fishing god speak for like 75. <laughs> Should we have Alan go count how many people are here just so we can see if you're right? Alan! Al, Alan, go count everyone. What? We need you ripping and tearing, buddy. <laughs> ripping and tearing, so. Uh, so, um, but yeah, there's been a few things happening since we've done the show. It's been about a week and a half. Um, I went back to Dallas to help my parents move, and uh, I, moving is the biggest beating in the world, especially if you're not moving yourself. The worst part is moving someone else. Uh, I've lived in my house for three years, and I still have boxes with shit in it. But that you haven't unloaded? And I haven't unloaded. I have a room that's dedicated to boxes with shit in it that I haven't unloaded. I literally moved out of a college house I lived in for five years. I took everything I wanted, <clears throat> I put it in the bed sheet, laying in the middle of the floor, and picked it up like a hobo bag and threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> so I had my sheets and I had the shit I needed, <clears throat> and I just hobo bagged it right over to the next place. Hobo bag. Well, I went to look for an old yearbook to show somebody something in a yearbook from 2007, and I found a yo-yo that I had when I was about 10 years old. And I tell you, I can still walk the dog with that yo-yo. Can you walk the dog? I can walk the dog all the way across my kitchen. I never I never took you as a, a yo-yo artist, if you will. I love the yo-yo. Uh, another little topic. We, we like to write a few thoughts and ideas for this opening segment. Normally, we've got either Mike Benson or Doug Rowland with us. Uh, they are not here. Uh, but we've got some great fill-ins. Thanks, guys, for coming. Uh, but it's hard to fill in Michael Benson, though, I'll tell you. No. That is true. It takes yeah. more than two to do that. I know. Those are big shoes. Those are big shoes. And we were going to have Doug on the phone with us the whole time, but I don't think that really w- would have worked out. With well, he has a business meeting that he set up. Like, yeah, client. Well, we're going to call it client yeah. dinner. Uh, Doug. But some other few other thoughts that, you know, we like to talk about. This has been the uh, opening of baseball spring training. Camp is in session. Yeah. And, uh... As you could tell from the opener, we're pretty big baseball fans if you listened to this before. So uh, we're excited about it. We're taking a little uh, tour of Florida next week. So, Will, are you a Braves fan? Oh, hell yeah. All I'm right. Thank fan. you. We're going to be horrible this year. But. Yeah, yeah. Bravos. You never know, though. That's Everyone said the Rangers are going to be terrible oh, I know. this year. You I never know. know what might happen. I know. That's the you beauty might, of baseball. You never know. You might get that young squad just gelling right when it matters. We play that young squad that's gelling. That's usually what happens to us. Last night about 2, 2, 2 p.m., 2 a.m. 2 a.m. <laughs> what happened? Well, I, I don't know. Are I wasn't there. I went to bed. So you guys are getting a little funky at a bar where everyone else is getting a little funky, and someone ate a ham sandwich. Well, so whatever that means, I don't know. Cam and I both ate a ham sandwich. I don't know, even know what that means in your little <laughs> jargon terms you're talking You guys about. both had ham sandwiches last night, huh? We did. Damn did right. you have mayonnaise on those ham sandwiches? Mayonnaise. It was yes. a shared experience. Uh, should we go ahead and play a little soundbite from... Uh, yeah, why not? Just go ahead and cue it up. Let's, let's bring in... Let's go ahead and play that. Let me, uh, whoa, son. Way well, to go, I, Paul. I guess the volume. See y'all. I guess the volume got a little hectic on that. Let's see what we got here. All right. I titled this Gay Bar. So this is David Grossman at the Gay Bar. This is last night. This is Paul. And we are Young Americans. 
We are at a, at a gay bar right now, and uh, we follow completely natural. It does. It feels right. I just had a grilled cheese, ham and cheese. I had some delicious greens with citrus vinaigrette. But it is called Sovereign Sovereign Remedies, and we're here at this gay bar. Danny was like, "Hey, there's one bar open right now. It's down the road." But we, as we're walking, and he goes, "Oh, and it's a gay bar." We figured dudes love us. And we. We love each other. We just did a little grinding, though, just to make it right. It's Young Americans, man. You got you to gotta shake your ass a little bit. Well, you're in a gay bar. You got to do the thing. To a dude behind you. It's the Young Americans. And I love how, like, 15 minutes ago, you go, this place is really gay. And you said it right at the right time when, the, like, the music yeah. went down. I said this place was awesomely gay. Uh, that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> and say your, say your name. My name is Chad, and I'm wearing a rainbow hat, and I'm being hit on. I was about to say, let the people know what kind of hat you're wearing. It's a Sims hat, and it literally has a rainbow trout, but it's not really a rainbow trout. It literally is like a rainbow. So anyway, you get the idea. Uh, so obviously, uh, and you know, and I think we need to we, we need to say is. Grown men, we're down with gay folks. I'm down with gay folks. We're not. We're not ridiculing the gay, you know, fans that are listening. We just. It was one of those moments, and also two in the morning, you know. So we're a little, a little excessive in our speech, if you will. But it was fun. We had a good time. I was slurring a we little bit. We offend equally. Yeah. So, uh, but Grossman's the one on the hook for that one. So. Uh, I, I'm okay with gay people as long as they don't touch me in a gay way. <laughs> good yeah. point. I will what, shake their hand. What if they what if they touch you in a straight way? And then I'm cool with it. I have two or three friends that are actually gay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're right. Dave Gross is a hell of a guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Will, tell that uh that Asheville cabbie story, just because we're in Asheville. Well, there ain't much to it, but I've always loved Asheville, and Asheville is one of those places that uh, when you think about mountains, you think about fishing. And going out and have a good time, and this is the place for it. But uh, we went out on a uh, a bachelor party, and uh, I had a friend of mine, and we had this real redneck guy that picked us up in a van, and his name was like Tom or something. Was it Tom? Terry, dude. Terry, Terry. Terry excuse me. <laughs> it's like Terry, uh, how do you like Asheville? Oh, you mean Haleville? That's right. No, well. Okay, I guess we're not on the same page here. <laughs> Just go ahead and let us I would out. love to know what his story is. That he's so adamant that it's Hellville. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't want to live here, but I think it's a cool little town. It's not quite my style. Like, you wore the perfect little Asheville setup today. I did. You uh, look like you live in Asheville. Well, I don't. I used to date a girl who was vegan, who had dreadlocks, and a nose ring. So I feel like I could live in Asheville. You complete I what? I could live in Asheville. Well, hey, then... It's a it's a drive away. I did one time. I did one time in Asheville get my car towed here, with a dog in the car. So I went to like get uh, change <laughs> to put in the uh, meter, to uh, put in the little cash box, and apparently there's yellow lines and blue lines, and one's public and one's business. And I went back and came back with cash to pay the box, and then get my dog out and take the dog with me. And I see my car go down the street with the, the dog in with the fucking dog in the front seat. What was the dog doing? <laughs> Just chilling, dude. Just chilling, hanging. Just chilling. Nice, nice. So that was what in a matter of ten minutes. 
Uh, then I had to go. Let me see. It got even better. I waved them down, had to go to a gas station. My ATM card did not work because the bank had a security breach. So they canceled all debit cards. Uh, I had an American Express. They gave me a one-time ATM advance of $500. I think at like 25% interest. Oh, my God. In order to get my car and my dog back. Nice. Out. Yeah. Nice. So good times. Out. I mean, would you really tow a car that has a dog in it? You know, the tow, tow truck driver has been a nice guy, but it's still kind of a dick move. It's like, well, before I can even let it hit the ground, it's like $175. I'm like, uh. I feel like towing a car with a dog in it is like towing a car with a child in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, know? it's, you don't do it. Like a hairy child. Yeah, a real hairy child. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, uh, looking ahead to, uh, we've got. <laughs> We've got a possible interview with uh, these guys on Derivative. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about it, but Nigeria, this country, Nigeria, Nigerians on the river. I don't know if you've checked these guys out on uh, YouTube, <laughs> but it's awesome. Uh, check those guys out. We're going to have an interview with those guys. They're hilarious, the by the way. And next week, we've got the Cuban uh, style designer. I forget his name, Raul or something like that. But he's working with us with the new line. Yeah, he's been working. With us. He's going to come in and, and review and uh, and tell us about the new line that he designed for Flood Tide. Uh, pretty excited and, about and with that. And also the new line, we got a new uh, website that's coming out in the yeah. next week or so. So stay tuned for that. And so that's we'll kind of coming see. in line with the new the new clothing. There you go, floodtideco.com. We got it out there. People are starting to touch and feel it that's and, right. and rub on it a little bit. If you haven't seen it yet, guys, you need to check it out. Yep, check out the catalog. Yeah, thanks, guys. Both of y'all yeah. make a strong point. Check out the catalog. I'm wondering sure, what this handle of scotch is doing. We'll pass it around. We'll find out what it does. Are we going to pass this around? Um, well, should we uh, let's see. We got scoff coming up. You got a little little ad ready? Yeah, I got one of our sponsors ready. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's roll it on out. Let me pump up some tunes. We'll roll it on out. Hey, what's going on? This is Terrence from BlackBeachWeek.com, and let me tell you, I got a very special guest this time. His name is Rick, and where are you from, Rick? Arizona. Arizona. He's been a member for uh, of, of Heatonism too for how many years again? Since 1988. How many times do you say you've been here? Forty times. Forty times. But wh why? I mean, why? What, what brings you to Heatonism that many times? The wild women. The wild women. Wild women. The wild women. The wild women. Wild women. The ripping and the tearing. Ripping, ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. Ripping, ripping and the tearing. The wild women. The wild women. Wild women. The wild women. The wild women. Wild women. The ripping and the tearing. Ripping, ripping and the tearing. The ripping and the tearing. Ripping, ripping and the tearing. What's going on? BlackBeachWeek.com. Let me tell you, I got a very special guest. Time. His name is Rick, and where, where are you from, Rick? Arizona. 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 He's been a member for uh, of Heatonism too for how many years again? Since 19, 1988. How many times you say you've been here, Rick? Forty times. Forty times. Forty times. Forty times. What brings you to Heatonism that many times? That many times. That many times. What brings you to Heatonism that many times? The wild women, women, the ripping and the tearing. What brings you to Heatonism that many times? That is 
Study the culture, so Shazam to both of you. <laughs> Shazam to you. Shazam to you. Steve, you gotta get in there, buddy. You gotta like kiss that thing. All right. Oh, like yep. Otherwise, the people can't hear you. There's, Shazam. There's Tom Rosenbauer right there. There he is. The Tom Rosenbauer. The Tom Rosenbauer. That guy loves us. He will be on the podcast tonight. So we got the Scoff guys here. We're at the Scoff Loft. Soon to be gone, Scoff Loft. It's the last waltz. It is the last waltz. Oh, yeah, this is. We're doing a burger dinner. and. Uh, Bur- well, we do it just like the band. Burger dinner, yeah. Neil Young, Mound of Cocaine. And Van Morrison. And Van Morrison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the cocaine. Definitely the cocaine. So how you guys feeling? Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Steve's a super good interview. <laughs> So, if, if people don't know Scoff, Southern Culture on the Fly, did you already say that? Maybe you did. I don't know. But I'm going to say it again. I just kind of felt like Michael Benson right there for a second. But Southern Culture on the Fly is an online magazine, which if you haven't heard of it or seen it, then uh, get out of the rock. Get out from under the rock. They're out of Asheville. Get off the rock. Just get off. Asheville, North Carolina. But one of them is just just left the left the nest i know we've got a florida yeah. inhabitant now and uh the yeah. family is divided had to move down to florida a house divided will not, never not stand. enough water up here not enough what not enough water up here you like that salty water i like the salty water it's back to my roots back to my roots again there he yeah. goes there, there he you goes. go uh, so you're originally a Florida boy, uh, originally, right? Well, I mean, after, uh, yeah, I mean, originally in New York, but grew up in Florida. So, and the magazine just died a little bit with that. It did die just a little it bit. Did a little bit, yeah. Like this last bit. episode, is it, is it different in a way emotionally? The last issue, I mean. No, actually, it's. I think it's going well. I mean, I like being down there. I think, I think the magazine is. Is better for it, you know. We're 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 yeah. in the middle of salt water. We're in the middle of the mountains. Yeah, you got a couple different avenues you can not just talk about, but you're actually living, breathing, and right. and eating it. Salt life. God, just feel God, that salt, salt life. life. Salt life. Um, so, David, do you, salt life. Salt life. Do you feel like uh, 
you want to go somewhere too now that your business partner's left and you're kind of left out a little bit? Dave, come to Buford. You know we're brothers. I know. I know. Brothers our, from our, our wives hate both of us respectively, but we love each other. I know. We, uh, Will and I share a man love that is not common amongst men. It is not. But once it's found, shines like so, that. So we're at the rendezvous, right, with the Orvis guy, rendezvous. And a lot of it is classes for a lot of the Orvis stores and Orvis endorsed dealers. So me and Dave decided to go to the loft a little early today. And we're in Dave's brand new truck. I'm <laughs> loving it. And then all of a sudden, his phone rings and it rings through the dash with his Bluetooth. It says Lindsey Grossman on it. So you you uh, can see uh -oh. it. I can see it. And it picks up and she goes, she has no idea I'm in the car. And I'm like, Dave, please tell her I'm in the car. But he doesn't. He, she goes. I'm super bad at that. She goes, Dave. Uh, hey, you want to you want to come to lunch? And he goes, Nah, I think I'm gonna get ready for the event and all that. And she goes, Are you gonna come home and change and take a shower? <laughs> Probably not. And then you just hear the phone. She goes, You are disgusting. <laughs> My <laughs> name's Dave. Yeah. I'm gross. You just bathe in it, yeah. though, don't you? I put you on deodorant once a day, and that's about it. And she's like, Dave, can you go by and do this and do that? And he's like. Baby, we're busy. We're getting stuff done. And then he says something. She goes, you know what? I'm just done with you. I can't do this right the now. The funny thing is we weren't doing anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't. We, we were literally sitting around talking about main justice. You know she says that at least Canada, three times a week. Canada, boy. This is Maine. So do y'all like having these events here at your place? And this is fun. This is a good old time. It's, I love it. I think it's good. I like having people here. I think we've. It's been nice the coolest part of the magazine. The coolest part of the magazine has been building that southeast community and kind of giving everyone a place to hang out and you know something to get behind and. And everyone wants to come to Asheville. It's like you you throw one little invite in there and everyone it's like an excuse to to bring it. Come on. Uh, how many episodes? I keep saying episodes. How many uh, editions? Editions. Let's let's go with editions. Have you guys come out with the magazine? It's a quarterly. I know that. Let's say issues. How many let's say issues? issues. Let's do it, issues. it is issues. a magazine. Issues of the magazine. How about that? I, thank you. Um, we've had eighteen. Eighteen issues. Eighteen, really. Eighteen. Eighteen issues. So if you almost divide that by four, that's almost five years. That's almost five. So we're years. four and a half years. Almost. You guys got some big plans coming out for the uh, five-year edition, right? Yeah, there's going to be a racist joke department. Nice. <laughs> First one's going to be Jewish. <laughs> Just, you know, take it on the chin. Yeah, exactly. But then it's going to be hilarious. Uh, oh, great. Well, so... Well, aren't y'all talking I about doing... I can see the end now. Aren't y'all talking about doing a uh, print edition, too? We wow. were, but it turned out to be really expensive. Oh, that well, I'm glad I brought that up. We so, really, we really uh, like the freedom of our of our printless issues. So it's quite freeing. That and the people that pay us are super unreliable. Not talking about flood tide, but I will say <laughs> collections, collections. Well, <laughs> collections. Yeah, that's a funny word. And also, too, it'd be hard for y'all's videos to play in the print edition. It would be super hard. Yeah, good point. So, Dave. Um, you were going to tell me a story last night. I cut you off because I kind of wanted you to save it for this. I want to hear about your two worst days of the year this year, and they were they they were right joined up. So I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and it still hurts really bad. Well, let's hear about it. So I have a wife and two children. I don't get to fish as much as I used to, but my wife and kids were going out of town for three days, and 
I had pretty much like three days on the South Holston. You know, like silver hatch in the middle of the summer. It was going to be good, or so I thought. You know, so I go up there the first day with my buddy John. We take my uh, Hog Island jet boat, which I loved very dearly. Notice I say loved. We're driving back. You know, the river sucked. Hatch never happened. It was about as bad as it gets. Then my fuel pump went out on the viaduct coming up 26, you know, like where the highway hangs off the mountain. Had to call a tow truck. Somehow we convinced the tow truck that uh, it'd be a good idea to pull the truck and the boat back to my exit. Perfect. Okay, okay. okay. You know, um, then the tow truck driver decided to let me and John ride in the truck. <laughs> so we still had a half a cooler of beer. Got towed home, how far drinking was the whole the tow? time. How far was the tow going to be? 20 miles, you know. So the tow truck driver can't get into my mechanic shop at the bottom of a mountain where I live. So we left. We dropped the boat in the flea market parking lot across the street. I live across the street from the flea market. It's awesome. Okay. Yep. Then John took his two-wheel drive, Ford Sport Track, you know, kind of crossover, half truck, half man vehicle. Pulled the boat up the mountain, but he like I live on the side of a mountain. It's pretty steep. Yeah, it is very steep. Yeah. So John left his left my boat at kind of cattywampus angle. You know? Cattywampus. Like cattywampus. Cattywampus. So not in front of the garage on the side. Not in front of the garage, down below the house on an angle. And so the next day I got I paid six hundred bucks to get the fuel pump filter replaced. Sucked. Didn't get to fish that day, and when I got back home, you know, I'm like, I got to put the boat back in the garage before it rains. Couldn't couldn't quite get the truck, like, parallel to the boat, you know, or, like, I guess it would be in line, you know, like, when you back up to a boat, you want to get in line with it. Yeah. So I was kind of at an angle, and I thought, you know, I can put that boat halfway on the hitch and just kind of pull it parallel to where I'm going. Okay. Kind of like so the boat's halfway on the hitch, didn't hook up the safety chains like a dumbass, and I pulled it to where I wanted it. But then as soon as I hit the brakes, the, like that stoppage, oh yeah, kind of Bam. pushed the boat off the trailer hitch. And then I watched my $10,000 jet boat go down the mountain at a rapid rate of descent until it hit a tree and broke right through the transom. So it's pretty loud, probably. It was, a, it was quite a sight to see. Is it still down there? It took me three fucking hours to dig it out. You were able to do that? Oh, dude, I had to move it up and then cut some more trees and then move it up a little bit, block it, cut trees. Dude. Oh, my Lord, man. Spent the third day of my three-day vacation punching myself in the nuts because I hated myself so much. Uh, well. Had to go to the Muskie tournament the, the next death, week without a boat. Oh, man. The death of a boat. There it is. Drove six hours being pissed off you're, to the Muskie tournament. You're really supposed to use those chains. <laughs> Safety chains Safety are there for your benefit. Chain. I would use those. If, if you guys don't take anything else away from my story, safety chains. Also, plastic cracks just like plastic. <laughs> Dude, you can shoot them with a shotgun. You can saw them in half and they still float. But apparently, if you run them down the hill, freeform, at 60 it's miles over. per hour and hit a tree, it's over. It's over. It ain't floating. I kind of felt cheated. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, maybe a lot of people know, but I bet a lot of people don't. You're an artist. That's that's your day job, if you will. And yeah. you, as we said, you just moved down to Florida. 
So aside from doing the magazine, the main thing you do is paint. And uh, if you, I've seen your art obviously before, and a lot of people have. But what? How would you describe your art if you had to, in one paragraph? Because it's totally different from uh, a lot of people's artwork. Yeah, it's it's very quiet. It's very abstract. Um, I like the term quiet. It's, it's really. It's very based on nature, systems in nature, um, but it's it's has a very kind of quiet, soothing effect. They're they're larger pieces. Yeah, they're very um, big. Range from I guess around four by five feet to eight by twelve feet. Um, so they they're large enough to create a very kind of a mood anywhere they are. And. Um, and how long would you say you've been working in that that style that you've? I mean, I wouldn't say mastered. No one really masters anything. You're always learning something. Right. But how long have you been doing that that way that you feel comfortable with? I've been working um, like that, and um, for about 25 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, almost, okay. Cool. Almost 25 years. I love it. Uh, for the last five years since I've known him, it's really gotten good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a major boost in my wow. creativity. Some people might refer to me as a muse. So you're a muse. Just of some sort. people. He's kind of my muse. Yeah. Ah, like a sprite-like figure. Have you ever painted or drawn David naked? Um, abstractly, maybe. <laughs> tell tell him about the penis prints. Those are my favorite. <laughs> well, like a stamp of some sort. No, oh, no, no they're not you got to see this thing. They're they're really. I mean, they're really. They're real penises. They're, well, they're. they're <laughs> They're actually based on the writings of Leonardo da Vinci, so they're... But huge cartoon cocks. They're, uh, based on the... It's actually a... It's the writings that were done that were called the proportions and movements of the human figure. Okay. And, and I just related them to penises because okay. it, it sounded like he was... That's what he was describing. My, my wife's comment on it when I got one from C, finally, one of the drawings was... Honey, we are not going to frame your friend's cartoon cock drawings and put it on our wall. That's really can I, not can fair. I have, can I have them? Dude, I will, over my dead body, you'll have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands, Paul. So you brought a topic you wanted to talk about. Music on the phone. Oh, yeah. So this is a weird... I told him to bring one topic, and he didn't even remember what this the is hell. A, this is a weird generational thing I've been noticing lately. So like, and it might be different with saltwater. I don't know if you guys do no, it. No, it's the same. It's the same. So a lot of dudes I know now, when we get out on the boat, you know, portable speakers have been portable a portable Bluetooth speakers, and everyone's kind of got a soundtrack going down the river these days. And you know, like, I I admit I somewhat enjoy it. Like when we're night fishing or musky fishing, where nothing ever happens, and it's kind of nice. But then I kind of find myself thinking, like, we're going down the river listening to music. Aren't we kind of missing the point of being on the river, you know? And don't get me wrong, like, I fish Tennessee, so it's like, well, it's, it's not exactly like bald eagles screaming and... It's still nice I've, to listen to the river. It I've, is. I've been in a situation, like, I love having music on the water until that moment where you think you might need to turn it off. Like, right. like low tide fish with the res. There's a big, like, there's a chance those fish could hear you. Or carp fishing. Carp are super sensitive, so there's times where we're rocking and you get to a moment, hey, we might want to turn turn down. Have, have the, you uh, been around another boat playing music yet with like older dudes on it yet and gotten uh, the shit-eating looks from them? Uh-uh. Like, oh, dude, it's amazing. Like, like, they should be listening to the sounds of nature. God damn it. I just want to say God damn it. Well, 
Well, usually when you go by, when you have someone fly by you on flat, who's blaring music, like you know you're hearing it better than they are. Yeah, See, and, I, th and yeah. I think with salt, it's different because you expect like the trolling motor to accompany the music running through your flat. But like on a drift boat going down the river, is there anything wrong with it? I no, think it's more acceptable for drift boat compared to salt water. Dude, it's totally drift boat uh, material. Salt water, you know, you worry about stepping, stepping vibrations the of vibrations. the motion of the boat. But like drift boat, dude, that's that's one I want. So, uh, me and uh, Trey Miller used to listen to a lot of football games going down the river. The football point of games? contention, sir. Trout have lateral lines as well. Yeah, and feel but vibrations. I they're not as. I can't say they're not as sensitive. They're probably just all they're stupider. Well, from ro rolling to spot, then, ro rolling to spot to spot in a drift boat is a lot different from going flat to flat. But now we're into a whole yeah. new genre of etiquette. Like, what's appropriate to play on the boat? And when is it appropriate to tell the dude to shut the fucking music off on the boat? I don't think if it's his boat. I don't think like rap or urban beat stuff's appropriate. It's got to be dude, country music. I've always wanted to fucking catch fish on dry flies to Wu Tang. Well, then I'm going to sew your asshole shut and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. <laughs> well, we played the uh, the gay bar audio earlier, by the oh, way. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Great. That was not a gay bar, by the way. Well, it was it was, there a, it was just a very gay bar. There were it was gayish. There, gay there were two gay men in there, and we just assumed Paul. No, not two. There were like six. They well, were before that, we up. talked about going to the top training bar in Asheville. Yeah, exactly. Then y'all kind of throw that out there as well? The crow in the, the night is young. The night is young. It's one olive six-panel door with nothing around it. Except trannies. <laughs> We're brothers. Brothers from another boat. Um, so, Steve, what what TV yes. show would you want to be a an extra on? Really? Yeah. This is our parting question. We'd like to find a little deeper about our guest. What TV show would you want to be an extra on? Um, CSI Game Miami. of Thrones, I think. Oh, uh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Or, or the X-Files. So you're into sorcery and magic? Yeah. You would be more UFOs better. You'd be better suited for like the shrubber on Monty Python Holy Grail. Shrubber? <laughs> I'm a shrubber. All right, Dave, what's your, what's your show of choice to be an extra on? You know, I've got kids, and I've been uh, watching a lot of Pokemon. I think I would make a fucking awesome Pokemon. Isn't that a cartoon, though? Oh, Japanimation, man. You can't but be an extra it's, on a It's cartoon. so much more sophisticated. By the way, since having kids, really the, the person I want to meet now, is, more than anybody, is Sir Topham Hat from Thomas the Train. Sir Topham Hat's good, but, dude, have you noticed how short the skirts are on Pokemon? I know. Oh, yeah. Really? So they're hot, there's hot chicks on hot Pokemon? Hot Japanimation chicks. All well, get long. ready for hot chicks and maybe seizures with all the J Japanese animation flash. Dude, that's a whole different show, Will. That is a whole different show. <laughs> I think you have some. Well, uh, I just had one. You guys, we're going to have you guys come back after the Orvis guys get on next. So we're not like saying goodbye. We're okay. just kind of saying take a break. Let the people, get out of here. Let the people have a break out there. Uh, D or Doug. Hey, Doug. Will, you about ready if I That uh, graphic on that out? music is anti-Semitic. All right, we'll be back in a second with the Orvis crew. Anti-Semitic. 
rugged rider with these hot prices at Carpet Clearance Warehouse, I just had to find a place to cool off. Yo, Wild Bull, let's blow high carpet prices right out of the water. No, no, not an enthusiastic rugged rider. All I wanted to do is relax. No time, boring Billy. You've got to help me drown out high carpet prices. Okay, fine. Come on down to Carpet Clearance All right, all right. Back in action. So we got a little bit of chaotic, just, you know, chaotic scene here tonight. Uh, we still got a loud crowd in the background, which is good. That's, that's kind of what we were wanting, so, uh, but we're fighting through it. We got four mics up here, six guys, and uh, we're going to see if we can make this thing work. We got, we got a good crew from uh, Orvis here, and uh, we got Steve Hempkins. We've got Tom Rosenbauer. We got Bill Reed and Sean Combs. Woo! Listen to that audience. God, they love you guys. Just really love you guys. Uh, thanks for coming and spending a little time with us. Wasted your time is probably the better word. Uh, well, let's get a little intro to you guys. Kind of say a few words, uh, your name, what you do, and let's even throw where you're from originally. Everyone, if you're with Orvis, everyone knows you're up in Vermont, but. Uh, Let's hear a little bit of little background action. I'm Steve Hempkins. Uh, I'm from Eureka, Missouri, just out of St. Louis. Been working at Orvis for 10 years. Um, hang my hat in Jackson, Wyoming now. Ooh, and nice. uh, I uh, am the team lead for product development, merchandising, services, adventures uh, for Orvis, fly fishing and wing shooting. There you go. There you go. All right, who's next? Jump on in. I'm Bill Reed, um, director of wholesale at Orvis. Buffalo, New York, born and bred. Buffalo. Are you a Bills fan? That's what they got up there. I do admit that. You either fisher, you're a fisherman, a hunter, or a Bills, Bills fan, fan. really, right? There yeah, you go. There's not a lot of choices there. Or a Wings fan, I guess. There you go. Tom. The Tom. I am Tom Rosenbauer. Uh, I was born in Rochester, New York, not too far from Bill, but I've lived in Vermont for 40 years and actually been with Orvis for 40 years. God knows how they put up with me for that long. Wow. Um, and I'm the marketing manager for the Rod and Tackle Bunch. And I have a podcast too, Paul. Yeah, you do. You yeah, got. Yeah, we've heard a couple of things about it. You know, I would, yeah, I'd say it's the fly the fishing the podcast. podcast. Uh, if you, if this you one's look, more fun though. Well, it's just different. Like we. Uh, well, hey, it's kind of like Elvis doing his gospel album. It's like we love it and appreciate it. And we want it. But you know, you are the Elvis of fly fishing podcast. There you go, Tom Rosenbauer. Mm. They're loving it, Tom. They're loving it. Oh, they love it. Um, all right, then Shawnee. Yeah, I'm Sean Combs uh, from Lexington, Kentucky originally. Kentucky boy. Yep. Local. And uh, I manage product development at Orvis. 
and you've uh, like three or four year run. Uh, six years. Six, six years. years. That's right. I, I should know that. You said that today. Your uh, your first rendezvous was your second week on the job. It was. See, I was listening. You're so attentive. Yeah, yeah, I was listening. And so you're like super smart too, right? No. Well, you have degrees that prove otherwise. Like I have a degree that most people get in college in four years. It took me six and a half years. Me too. Thirteen but, uh, years of we, but I did it. We did it. Exactly. Thirteen years Business. of college together. This is one hundred and one, my friends. So we're probably going to be successful. I'm thinking. Yes, yes. try. We could be one hell of a doctor together. <laughs> a pathologist, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so Sean, I know the story, but I think it's a pretty cool story, and I feel like I heard it right. So maybe I didn't, but. Tell me kind of how you ended up working at Orvis. I feel like it has something to do with an airplane and a magazine or something like that. Is that true? That's exactly right. Tell that story. I think it's a pretty cool story. So uh, I was coming back from Utah. I've been out hanging out, and I happened to get on an airplane from Chicago to Albany. For some reason, I got put in first class, and Steve Hempkins had uh, gotten bumped up because he was flying all over the place. <laughs> And uh, I think, if I'm right, he was coming home from uh, IFTD in Denver. He was looking at the new Drake. Uh, I basically did that friendly neighbor across the aisle thing and said, hey, bud, can I borrow your Drake? And he looked nice. at me like, you know this is a Drake. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> and uh, I flipped through it. We landed. He, you know, and Steve, uh, if you guys know him, he, he is not shy to public speaking, talking. I've you know, been in airports with him before. He'll have a three-hour conversation, miss a flight kind of guy. So he says, uh, what do you do? I say, engineer. He says, where do you live? I said, New York. He says, do you like to fish? I said, yeah. And he goes, great. Give me your email. We'll go fishing sometime. And three and a half months later, I was driving home from fishing in Vermont, going back to New York, and he called. Answered the phone, he said, hey, what about uh, talking about a product development position for Orvis and designing fly rods? And I pulled off the side of the road. <laughs> and uh, and what kind of engineering did you do before that? What kind of engineering? So uh, I'm a trained uh, mechanical engineer. And I work for the Department of Energy at a laboratory called Knowles Atomic Power Laboratory where I was responsible for supporting the design and uh, development of nuclear propulsion for submarines and aircraft carriers. So mid-level stuff. <laughs> yeah, nothing like... Nothing no, real big. Anything we could probably do, too. Kentucky-level stuff. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, there you go. And here we are. Yep. Here we are today. So, Bill, I know that... Uh, kind of keeping up with you on Facebook, and these guys might be as well, but I know you're a big skier. Is that kind of your your winter activity that's what we do in vermont in the winter and that's all there is to do huh? it's good it's something to do <laughs> there you go have you ever lived in like a ski town where i mean i guess that is a ski town but i guess out west where never skiing's incredible vermont i mean vermont's good skiing, though, huh? <laughs> okay i had a uh, college professor that was from vermont he was huge into skiing and anytime you crashed skiing he referred to it as a yard sale that means your stuff went everywhere. I've done like a, a few. I've done a few yard sales, and I lived out in Wyoming for four years. And the first time I ever was on snow or a mountain was on uh, the uh, ski uh, or snow king. 
That's what I learned on, which and by the time I learned <laughs> the on that steepest day, mountain in North yeah. America. Yeah, exactly. It's so a good the, place to learn. Yeah, the mountain was no problem at all by the time I got there. So, so very cool. So we appreciate y'all being coming on so much, and so we were thinking of a unique thing to do with you guys because. Uh, Let's see, Sean, a lot of these guys we've known for a long time. And Tom, we look up to you so much with the podcast that you've been doing and everything you've been doing over the years. And so we came up with kind of a unique uh, game that I think we're going to play. Paul, maybe you can give the uh, ground rules how we're going to do this. Are right, you ready? Yeah. So uh, let's start out the uh, game show. All right. Welcome to the Orbis match game. We're going to set you guys up with uh, some paper and pencils. I don't know where that pencil went over there. I got a pen over here. So what we're going to do, we need uh, just one pen is all I got for team. We're, we're, we're going to have real teams of two. Here. Teams of two. Yeah. So you guys are going to share an answer card. Yeah, you guys are on the same team. And what we're going to do, what we're starting out with here, and don't look at my screen, Tom. This is where the answers are. <laughs> so you guys watch out for him looking at the screen. Exactly. If I can find it, here we go. All right, so what I'm doing, I'm basically first, we're going to read a section from a product description from your catalog. It, it's probably just one sentence, but I picked out the best sentences from each thing. So we're starting out with rods. And name your product. <laughs> You're going to name the product. Now, the and the funny thing about this that we love about this is like you guys, just like us, and even more to that extent, you guys are like, know that product so inside and out. But at the same time, it's like the Jay Peterman catalog. Yeah, you know, you want to have people. a good story to go with the copy people. And it's like, yeah. let's see how well you know these details. I mean, you guys probably <laughs> drop off the product and you're, you're, you go fishing with it, you're done with it. So maybe, I don't know. So. <laughs> Are right, you all ready for the first one? Made by hand in our Vermont rod shop, it's a fly rod built by anglers who fish their way home from work. Anglers with sunglasses-shaped tan lines, anglers who tie blood knots in their sleeve. All right, hold on. So, right, so you got your product now? Y'all got your answers? Yeah. All right, you guys, let's see your answer. So who's the team? answer first. Gonna see it or say it? So we oh. have first off on the first team oh. we, we have we have we have Tom and we have Steve. Yeah. So what's the answer? What's the? Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was their answer? Well, Sean, let's see your answer. Bingo. H two. All right, three points. I gotta get my little scorecard. <laughs> Right off the bat, uh, Sean and Bill with three points. Two, it's two pointers. Two pointers. <laughs> the trivia is three points. <laughs> you, Sean right, better get all better. this right. <laughs> all right, so next question, Paul. Staying on rods. We're going to stay in the rod category. Staying in the rods. Is it a featherweight war club? Being hewn <laughs> from the shin bones of dead Vikings? <laughs> there are a couple in here that are pretty incredible like that. I love it. All right. For those who manage Riverside meals of granola bars and jerky paired with the evening hatch of a sit-down meal at a sane hour. You answer. Well, it's the one that you just did. 
We're just going to keep playing this card. All right, so win. first off, we're going to go with uh, the winners. First answer, so we got Tom, Tom's team. All right, uh, Recon, that's the answer. He got it. They got it, all they right. It. <laughs> all right, Sean. Uh, oh, they doubled it up. Recon, they got it. Good job. So we got a tie on that one. Next All question. Right, as we're standing, four points, two points. All right, let's let's uh, moving down to reels. All right, let's see if we got you on this one. Using the same principles employed for the brakes of fighter jets, the carbon to stainless drag gives smooth, consistent, infinitely adjustable stopping power from free spooling to a dead stop. That is good copyright, my friend. That is. That is. Okay. <laughs> wait, yeah, I was like, wait. If Flood Dot ever if Flood Dot ever till it dies. <laughs> if Flood Dot ever came with okay. that product, we'd be like made from planes. They both got it. Will, they both got it. What was the answer? Mirage. Mirage reel. All right, so we have six. I four. developed the reel, so I better get that one yeah. right. <laughs> All right, staying on reels, staying on reels. You guys are doing, I mean, I thought you'd figure, I thought you'd do good, but I don't know. I mean, I, you're doing better we're than We're going a little deeper now? Each reel, okay, here we go. Each reel is machined in California to the same exact standards as the timeless original, detailed with a modern finish made in the USA. So, let's go. So first off, Sean's team, what's their answer? <laughs> They got it. What is the answer? CFO. Tom's team. They got it. Just kidding. Oh. CFO, ding, they got it. All right, all right. We're just going to so keep doing recon. Eight to six, is that correct? Yeah. All right, moving on. I feel like this might be a little tougher. We're going to Lions Leaders Tippets. Are we going to do dog beds? We'll we get to that. That was the bonus scrunch, level. Is the, the bonus lightning level. round scrunch club? <laughs> oh. oh, you better hit a chord with the ball. Oh, they love it. They love it. All right, so this is a little longer one. Short, heavy, compact head aids in making quick, accurate deliveries while moderate front taper turns over the leader and fly easily. Core holds up to hot, humid weather and offers maximum loop control and shoot ability. So uh, Sean's got his answer and Tom's got their answer. So first answer right. is first from answer Tom's is wrong. Team. First answer is wrong. It's what the, did they uh, put? What did they put? Hydros Redfish. <laughs> what? Saltwater Igniter. Igniter. That would have been a great opportunity for you guys to even it up. What was the correct answer? Saltwater redfish. You gotta change the copy. Let's see. Or hydros redfish. All right. One more in that category. With a perfectly balanced blend of elasticity, not strength and suppleness, this product is versatile and adaptable. So they're working on the answers. So Sean has their answer. What's Sean's answer, Paul? 
What is Sean? What? What is Sean's answer? Is it ball? No, it's just in that category of leaders, fly lines, and tippet. Still working on the answers. So pencils down. All right. They're getting after it. All right. So the answer, it is from Tom's team. Edible underwear. No, that is incorrect. It is super strong leader and tippet. Oh, whoa. Sorry, they did get it right. They just showed me the wrong card. Everyone got it. <laughs> I like it. I like so it. So let's do last question. Uh, walk away winner. Let's do two two of the trivia questions. Two trivia questions. There we go. Now we're talking. And these are worth three. All right. Charles's daughter. Mary Orvis Marbury took charge of the Orvis Fly Department in the 1870s. By 1892, when she published a milestone encyc encyclopedic reference book on fly patterns, what was the name of that book? Do you know it? Tom was still, he was around then, wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't this you? Is, uh, this is easy for him. Chapter one. Ten seconds. Is that it? All in. They're discussing it. They're uh, really storming here. These guys are littered. Got it. With information oh, on a daily basis, they know these products inside well, and out. Have ten more seconds. Yeah, they, but they deal with them on a daily basis, and these these guys are the ground zero when it comes to products. This is. You guys got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Are we ready to rock? Go for it. All right. You ready? All right. All right. So, let's see. In the, let's see what you got, Tom. Famous flies. The answer is favorite flies and their histories. Favorite. So, what you guys got? <coughs> Mary Orvis Marbury flies. Good try. Good try. All right, so we're going to do the last question. I say we do uh, winner take all. Well, I think well, they could win, they could get the answer and win by one. All right. Well, let's just make it so, winner take all. Well, I guess that's technically winner take okay. all. All right. The company has changed hands only twice. How many CEOs has it had in its history? Now, we've only had one CEO in our history. It's been me. Now, I don't know how many Orvis is that. This is a good question. Now, quick quick side question. Does Orvis have the hall of, like, CEO portraits on the wall? I don't know, but I would hope they do. I would hope so. They kind of know the exactly. I'd be the good answer. So. Keep it going. Right. Ten seconds. We got, we got, these guys are stirring over here. These guys are confident. 
<laughs> All right, we got him in. We got him in. And we're going closest to the hole on this question. Well, let's see. All right, how many CEOs has the, has Orvis had in their history? You guys came in with five. That is correct. So two, because the term CEO didn't exist back in the 1850s. <laughs> well, L -H, L -H it did in the 1950s. Well, excuse me, good sir. No, we Ducky. got our information. No, there was, gotta, there was Charles, there was his brother, and Ducky Corcoran, and Lee and Perk. But there was no term CEO I love how it CEO ends with controversy. It's even better it's ending with controversy. Well, we're still closer. Well, Tom, I think we need to go into a death match. The answer we round. have is five. We're going with five. And we have a winner. 11, 11 to 10. Nice work, guys. Out of a match. There it is. All right, well. Who won? <laughs> we I'll don't tell have, you exactly we don't have team names here, I guess. Mr. Tom Rosenbauer and Steve Hipkins won it all. All right, well. Hey, we, we got we did our game show. What's the prize? Um, we'll give you like a flood tide hat. And we do have some. <laughs> I got fried, one. We do have some fried chicken pot pie little handouts over there if you'd like. Yeah, to. they're like little appetizers. Yeah, exactly. They're really good. Try them out. But we want to thank you guys so much for having us. It's been a blast, and this year's been awesome. It's just every year y'all make this event uh, better and better, and it's just a great thing that you guys are doing, not only for uh, fly fishing but for the environment in their backyards and also to uh, for just making everything, uh, you know, embracing the community. So we thank y'all so much for everything y'all are doing. So thank you again for having us. Yeah, if there's anything you guys want to say as far as like Orvis in the future, love to hear uh, anything you guys want to say that's kind of coming up that you guys are excited about. We're going to take that as a yes. <laughs> All right, well. I guess we're going to go. Unless. Okay. We're well, let's just thank Thanks, everybody. Guys. Tom, Steve, Sean, Bill. Thanks, thank you guys, guys so guys. much for coming by. We'll Good see you all in a second. Thank you. butter substitute it sure is is it true it has half the calories of butter or margarine with all the great taste yep can i have some get your own take that you bitch oh what the hell how'd you like that hey jokes on you i have hepatitis <laughs> segment I bet half these people are here like what the hell are these people doing 
Like I just keep hearing these voices in the speaker, and they probably have. I don't. If you, we're doing a little little radio thingy, podcast deal, barely live sessions, Flood Tide Company. That's barely live. That's what we're doing. Will Ben, we got Ben Austin here with us. Ben Austin, one of the great Orvis reps. Good friend of ours. Uh, got it on. So good friend of ours, Ben Austin. Back in town. We love having you. We got Dave Grossman and we got Alan Broyhill, the uh, Scoff Ninja. It's uh, Steve Sangberg. Hey. Woo. Woo. Son. So, you know, we've been rocking a couple hour shows lately. This is going to be a little shorter. This is good, though. We were just coming quick at you. This is going to be the last segment. But we are going to hear from Scoops Callahan in the segment. If you're not familiar with him, he's kind of our, our beat guy. He does a lot of our reviews. Uh, I think he's originally out of D.C. Is that right, Will? Yeah, D.C. area. He's, he's, one of those, he's one of those old-fashioned guys. He's a typewriter guy, but uh, I think he's going to – I don't know what he's going to review, but just some fly fish products like he does every time. Well, he's been here. He's been having, He's been in the free beer. He's all about the free beer. So. Oh, he's here. Yeah, he's here. He's coming in. So. Okay, cool. So I've got him grabbed to the side, so he's uh, all about getting in. Scoops. Old Scoops. He's a man of tradition. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so boys, gay bar tonight. Let's go. Uh, I did that last night. You can have it. Yeah, you got the ham and cheese. Should we do some audio from last night? I think you can play a little bit of audio. Do you remember the gay bar? Are you already to the point where you might not remember things now? Oh, just finally. Okay. It's all coming back to me. All right, here's a quick one from Grossman. Let me get oh. Barely live. Scoff. Flood tide. Sookie, sookie now. Should we do the dog beat? Have we, right, we haven't played dog beat yet. I had a really good radio voice in case anyone noticed. All right, here's. It's gin clear. Will you introduce? Will you introduce Dogveed? Give us kind of a story on Dogveed. So, Steve, after four years of the magazine, Steve finally got me a credit card, and uh, the bank kind of screwed up and put a Q in my name. So instead of David, it was Dogveed. <laughs> so. Is, is that Hebrew? Instead of ordering a new credit card, I just decided to adopt a Dockveed personality. I imagine Dockveed being a Serbian war criminal. Do you sign it as Dockveed? Oh, yeah. Every time I have to use the company credit card, I have to put a Q in my name. It happens a lot. So, Dockveed does, does not wear glasses. Well, I ran into Doc B last night about one in the morning. Yeah, play a little Doc B in the hotel us. lobby. It's it's a long, but it's good. Let's just let's do some audio here with Doc B. Here we go. Doc B is angry because there are no women to impregnate. <laughs> can, you, can you explain for, for what? Who? Doc B loves impregnate. <laughs> Doc B loves Levi's. It loves impregnating women. Like, Dogbeat and pregnant many Croatians. We're doing it. We're doing it. Where's Dogbeat from? Dogbeat Serbian. Serbian. Serbia. Serbia. 
love Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon made Doc Vid millionaire. Do you know, like, Dallas, the show Dallas? Doc Vid only had to buy 10 magazines. Do you know, like, the show Dallas as well? Doc Vid like Levi. Dallas Levi? JR. JR! Love JR! Oil money! Doc Vid impregnated many Chechnyans with oil money. <laughs> Doc Vid loved Thin Mint. <laughs> Samoans, filthy. <laughs> Smell like coconut. <laughs> what was your drink of choice? Malibu? <laughs> and soda. Are you like a U.S. citizen now? David, go under name David Grossman. David war criminal. Don't tell anybody. Say sign off. David, sign off. Alright, so that's Doc Vid. <laughs> that, that was, uh, that was Doc Vid. I feel like uh, we should ethnic cleanse your mouth after that. <laughs> Kiss that thing, Ben. I'm Ethnically right. cleanse uh, your mouth. I don't know this Doc Vid character, but I'm pretty sure he offended at least eight different nationalities. I'm pretty sure he always does. Well, he usually typically only comes out late at night, and, you know. With Levi's. Yeah, with Levi's. He loves Love JR. Levi's. <laughs> Um, well, um, Ben, what have you been doing, buddy? Tell the people a little story. Just soaking it all in, guys. Really. In. You know, just happy to be here. You been fishing it all lately? A little bit. We haven't really talked about fishing at all. Yeah, yeah. But that happens. But you know? by the way, uh, we got Scoop. He's ready to go. Oh, Scoop, Scoop's ready to rock? Scoop's ready to rock. He's okay, well, let me turn so my music down. Does he, where is he? Are you going to go grab him? Yeah, or? he's right over here, dude. It's dark, uh, but he's right over here. He's ready to take Okay. Him. All right, let's do it. So you ready to bring him in? Yeah, bring him in. He knows the routine by now. How you doing, pal? Hey, Scoop. How you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing well. Enjoying the free beers. And these uh, Scott Buffet is amazing. Oh, it was. Did you have the burgers? Are you a burger uh, kind of guy? I had the burgers. I had the uh, chicken pot pie, uh, little little fries. I uh, love those. It was unbelievable. So is that a typewriter that you just you just carry around with you I at all times? I carry a typewriter. You know, I'm constantly on the beat. Beat reporter. Have you been drinking? I've been a little drinking. I'm sorry. Are you a beer guy or like a bourbon guy? I'm more of a uh, get drunk, scream at my wife, and wake up in an alley kind of guy. Okay, so all of the above then. All of the above. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming. Have you ever met Ben? I met Ben. I met Ben uh, one weekend in, uh, at the uh, the Fly and Wine Festival in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. You're up there yeah. doing a little review? Doing a little wine tasting. Uh, blacked out. Couldn't remember my name. Woke up in Ben Austin's room, but we, uh, but he got me home safely. He's a good guy. Good. Good. I oh, got boy, over, I overset myself. What was that? I overset. I got overset. <laughs> And then, you know, the Scoff guys, have you ever worked for them? Oh, yeah. They're sending many stories to them every every month. Uh, no replies, but uh, good guys. Good guys. 
All right. Well, what you got for us today, bud? Well, we're going to do a little bit of gear review. Uh, the biggest thing that we want to do is uh, this is the Orvis Guide run So we're going to do a little Orvis, uh, Orvis Guide uh, product review. So uh, I know Ben Austin's one of the uh, top reps for Orvis. That's right. And we're going to be uh, talking about some of the new products coming out this year. And uh, first up on the list is the Evandol Fly Drying Patch. Natural absorbent materials used to dry soak fly patterns. The best way to revive CDC fly patterns. Amandor has amazing fly drying qualities and has a natural product derived from horses of fungus. Fomus formamentus, for those in the Latin world. Simply squeeze your drowned dry fly in between the Amandor patches and all the moisture is sucked out. You are now ready for action. Not just the CDC flies. The almond oil fly dryer will also dry lots of flies and prepare the fly to be redressed with floating. Leather cover protects the almond eye two inches by three inches. Now, is that a review or just a reading of a description of a catalog? That's a description of the product. You know, I, I try to, I'm a company man. So usually you come and do reviews. Have you been, you didn't prepare, you've been drinking the whole time? I've been drinking the whole time. It's been a, it's been a great All right, we'll just keep, day. we'll just keep doing your thing, man. Uh, you got one, you got a couple more for us? Yeah, uh, maybe you've heard of the uh, new Orvis Fly Fishers Diamond Hook Horn. Hook Horn? Hook Horn. Cone? Horn. H-O-N-E. <laughs> kind of a short review. It keeps fishing hooks sharp for better sets and more landed fish. 300 and 400 grit horns, easy grip. Thank you, Orvis, for the fish. Okay, all right, cool. Good one, okay. I don't know what that is, but. Well, we, uh, we don't all know everything, so sometimes. Hey, did you ever get that thing figured out, that rash you were talking about a couple weeks ago? Oh, no, I mean, I, I, I have a couple of physicians looking at that, but it's we still can't figure it out. Okay. Uh, you got one more for us? I got one more. Uh, this is a really important one. Uh, even Ben knows this. Me and Ben were speaking about this last night. Uh, Orvis High Float Gel. Mm. High Float Gel keeps your flies floating higher, longer, and easier to use, and temperature stable. Unlike as many floatants, it won't harden in the cold or melt in the heat. Made in the good old USA. Mm -hmm. All right. Orvis, keep them dry. Mm -hmm. Mighty fine, mighty fine. Mighty fine, son. Mighty fine. Is there any products that you would like me to review, Ben? I know that you are very honed into the Orvis fly market. How about that wet waiting staff there? Wet waiting staff. Well, so it's not a dry waiting staff, it's a wet waiting staff. You know what? You ask for When's wet waiting staff, time? and you know what I give you? I give you Orvis Classic Landing Nets. The fly fishing landing net is handsomely crafted to finish by masters by Maine craftsmen. Native Maine ashwood makes up the simple strip bow, while hard walnut forms the strong laminate handle. Soft catch and release. Net bag. Brass eyelet attaches to the net retriever. Made in the USA. Maine, you're a long way from Canada, boy. All this. If the gator don't get you. The North Atlantic trout will. All right, Scoot. So thanks, bud. What are you going to do tonight? What's your plan? Well, me and Tom Rosenbauer have uh, caught up a couple of the uh, local wild wings establishments, and we we're going to uh, do a local wing eating competition. And I heard there's a, uh, a, a fine gay bar with a ham sandwich that might have my name on it. 
Ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. Grilled right, ham sandwich. Grilled you guys, uh, you guys want to give him a little round of applause? We appreciate yeah, you coming. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. A, a real Thanks, way with words right there. Uh, I, I, I love this establishment, all the free beer. Thank you guys so much. All right, get, now go on, go on. Get. All right, I'll get out of here. Bit of a wordsmith. I'm going to unplug my typewriter. Go drink some more of that beer. <laughs> all right, all right. Excuse Callahan once again. There he is. He's back. He, he comes and sees us every couple weeks. Usually a gear review or a product description. Will, you back? back I'm back. Here. I'm back. I got rid of him. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you guys, we're going to, we got one more segment, like not a segment, but we got Richard Queso coming up next, but that usually ends it. So you guys got any thoughts, anything you want to throw out there for the kids? I, I'm really proud of myself as a human being. I just want to say that to everyone. Dave, I want to say of, I'm really proud, I'm proud of, of you. As a, human being. a lot of people doubt it, but I'm also proud of Ben Austin as a human being. I am job. Well, we're proud of you. We're proud of you guys. Yeah. We're proud of all y'all. You Thank too, Alan. I think this is the he proudest no table mic. I've ever sat at. This is a proud table. This is. We're proud. Proud to be an American. Young Americans. Mm-hmm. Young Americans that are ripping and tearing. Well, at least all I over know I'm ripping free. and the tearing. And I won't the ripping and the tearing. Um, what's on? What's on, when are you leaving, Steve? When are you driving back to Florida? Going back in the morning. We might see you down there in a couple of weeks. We're going to be down there in about nine days. Really? Yeah. What are you doing down there? That's the plan. We're coming down to see some shops in Florida. They don't really know it yet. We haven't really planned it out too well, but we're going to see some spring break baseball. We're going to get in the cage with Rick Porcello, supposedly. I think you guys should move Flood Tide to the mountains. I think it would be an excellent business move. I don't know that that makes sense. That doesn't really make any sense. That's the point. We'd be Flood? too far away from Ben Austin. Flood Tide's getting called up to the big leagues, boys. We are. Heading down to spring training. Arizona. Well, we are ripping in a tear. We're going to get in camp now. We've got scoff money to throw at you. Wild women. Wild women. Wild women. Wild women. Wild women. That's right. We are just ripping in the tear. Ripping in the tear. I want to thank Tom Rosenberg for putting out this video. It's amazing. Is that his alter ego? He talks that about is his, his alter podcast ego. intro song. Yes, that's his alter ego. Catskill dry flies and ripping and tearing. Um, well, hey. I can't understand what that says. Anyway, so all right, we're going to go to Richard Queso. We're going to Richard Queso. And then we're out, guys. This yeah. is going to be it. So this thank you guys be, so much. For we all stick around for Richard Queso. Yeah. You got to listen to Richard Queso. So, uh, so we get people to call in and. Uh, Send in emails asking Richard K. No. So, there you go. Top fans, this is Richard Queso, and you are listening to Richard Queso's Mail Sack. Another day, another time, another dollar, another time for me to reach down in my big old sack and pull out some notes. Okay, first letter I got is uh, from a Mr. Drew Peacock. He says, Mr. Queso, you are widely looked upon in the fishing community as one of the all-time greats. I wonder if you would share some of the biggest influences on your fishing life. 
Well, Mr. Peacock, uh, of course there's the obvious ones out there. Um, we have our, uh, our Bill Dances, our Left of Craze, uh, uh, the uh, Jose Wajedes. Um, but, but personally, for me, my fishing idol, uh, I'd have to go back to the 1981 season of uh, uh, Jimmy Houston's Outdoors. Uh, his hair was fantastic. And every time he reached down to kiss one of those little fishes before he sent them off, it was like he was kissing my soul. And he told me, Richard Queso, this is you. And so, Jimmy Houston, big props, Jimmy Houston. You're my fan. You're the reason Richard Queso does what he does. Uh, outside of that, I would definitely have to say um, that I really am a, a big Yul Brenner fan uh, as well as, as, as possibly, um, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix, man, I, of course, I, I think he really spoke to me, too. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we have a lot in common, but I like to think that if he wasn't dead, we'd have to be there, too. You know, something like that. But thank you for calling me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to share any of my lifetime stories with all my fans, um, especially Jimmy Houston stories. I got a million of them. Uh, you got the same haircut? I do have the same haircut. Uh, I did stop after the 81 season. He trimmed it up a little bit, then he got sponsored by uh, uh, Zebco, and we had to part ways. Those creative differences, really. But the 81 series, classic, classic, classic. Yeah, he Houston. had a pretty decent revival in 87, but that was about the last Yeah, but, I mean, let's, you know. It, it was like it was trying too hard at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, we also have, we just have a little thank you. Uh, we have a thank you from Caleb. It says, honestly, keep up the great work, y'all. I'm a landlocked Marine who's missing the coast, and the podcast helps with the Jonesing. Well, thank you, Caleb. Uh, I don't know what Mr. Richard Caso has to do with the podcast. Is this a podcast? I thought we were on the radio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do podcasts. I think I was clear yeah, in the contract. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that was clear in the contract that I do well, not you, do podcasts. You just slip in here in your segment and you're gone. So <sighs> Okay. You, I'm just clearing that up, so I guess he's confused. Right. Touch your mail sack. Go in there and go. All right. Okay. I'm going to reach, reach back down in the mail sack and fondle a little bit and see what comes out. All right. Uh, hey Richard, was curious what the best pH balance is, far as far as acidity in the water to create the best scenario for indigenous species to forage bait. Somebody has terrible handwriting through their email. Um, I like to say that you know uh, the acidity of the water does not matter at all. Uh, actually, uh, I've caught fish right outside of battery factories, and I'm pretty sure that they have terrible pH. Uh, it does make them swim a little funny sometimes when it starts getting a little too acidic. But uh, what pH volume do you uh, recommend for like vo- for your hair for shampoo? It needs to be a good solid seven point five. I like it to be a little more on the base side of things so that it doesn't strip down the hair follicle too much. And have a little bounce to it. Yeah, got to have the bounce. Got to get that nice Jimmy Houston wave, eighty one you know, wave, eighty one wave. Honestly, I don't even know what Jimmy Houston looks like except his hair and sunglasses. <laughs> I don't even know if he has a nose. <laughs> I bet that. It's I iconic. Bet that. It's iconic. I'm sure he's got that raccoon suntan, like, amazing. Oh, permanent. It's tattooed onto his face. It's not <laughs> a real suntan. He actually went to a tattoo artist and had it drawn onto his face. That would always be there. Okay. Rustling my mail sack around. We got to see what else shakes on out of there. All right. Uh, hey, Richard. Big fan of y'all's. Prom season is coming up, and I need a clever way to ask my date to prom that is somehow fly fishing related. Any ideas? Well, uh, this is uh, Steve. Steve says grassy ass. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Steve, uh, I don't know how much experiment you have done with your fly tying materials, but head cement is highly flammable, like extremely flammable. So what I would do is I would go and get your head cement. In fact, you're going to need a couple more bottles because this could take up a few. And just go into her front yard and spell out the will you go to prom with me in head cement. 
and they light it on fire, knock on her door, and run, and just see what happens. I think it'll be delightful. Her father's going to love you, too, by the way. It'll trim up some of those unneeded weeds. Well, he needs to put his name on there, too. She wouldn't know Well, yeah, of course, of course. But, yeah, a good little bit of that uh, a good little bit of that heart is whole and a lighter will go a long way of getting you laid, son. All right? Well, uh, my mail sack is empty. Um, nothing better than going to bed with an empty sack. So I'm going to leave it right there and uh, let these boys take it back away. Thank you all for having me again. Oh, Richard, Rich. So I'm out. Rich. Oh, Rich, thank well, you so much. Let's, let's get some more of those, those questions in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. I always forget to do this part. It's terrible, terrible of me. But, yes, uh, please email me with any questions you have to Richard Queso's mail sack. You can email that to info at floodtideco.com, or you can find us on the website, uh, the Facebook website. Uh, it is uh, uh, Barely Live Sessions. There is a page there. You can leave them there or a message to the Flood Tide Facebook page. Uh, feel free to send messages in any fashion. Hell, handwrite one, mail it, use a stamp. It'd be weird. We'd enjoy it. Uh and then we'll get you back, what, 20% off of anything you buy for a one-time purchase, of course, if we use your letter. So uh, send them on in. Thank you all. You Appreciate going it. fishing? I am actually going fishing. That's uh, that's why the the boat's out. Well, actually, the boat's not out front. But i got to go pick it up in the driveway. But, yeah, I'm on my way. Low tide is in about an hour and a half. So. 15. Low tide fishing. It's what you do in the wintertime. I don't got time to get into specifics. If you don't know, you don't know. Okay? <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, thanks again. Yeah, no problem. See y'all, Paul. Take that sack with you. Oh, I got the sack with me every day. Outro music. <laughs> mail sack, mail sack, why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack, let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack, why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Wow, Richard Queso coming in Queso, strong. Queso, there he is. The big That's cheese. a whole lot of scrote in the throat right there. That is, buddy. <laughs> Scroting and throating. Well, you know, uh, I got I to tell you, this has been fun, but I'm ready to get out and uh, mingle a little bit. I know, man. I am, too. This was fun. It's a little challenging. It's tough to hear with all this going on, but I'm glad we did it. I don't know that we'll ever do it to this extreme again. But it was fun to be on. Chose poorly. It was fun to be on. I knew what we were getting into. Well, we hope everybody that's listened to enjoyed this. You know, this yeah. is one of the things that uh, we get excited about. I mean, it's always get, fun in the background is the buzz of fly fishing. No, it's it's awesome. I love it. Well, the, I love being here with my brother, my brother Dave Grossman. The, the important fly. thing is we learn from our poor choices and move forward. Well, no, we knew getting into it, it was going to be like this. It's oh, just, yeah. you know, you come up with all these ideas and these plans. Ben, you act like my whole life is not about poor choices. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't You act for... like you can get out of that chair, and we both uh, I can I can't. You guys ain't breaching tonight either. Where's Park when you need him? Yeah, where is Park? That's a very interesting question. Well... You guys ready to finish this thing? Well, let's get yeah. out of here. Let's go have a good time. Let's, let's get to the day out. Hey, what guys, is that, the chicken I just, alley? I'd just like to say thank you so much for having me. You know. I would just like ben to Ben Austin, I want to thank you for coming by. I, I mean, my God. You know, you know, the first time you were introduced to this audience, you answered in a hurriedly hello and then hung up. I'm a busy guy. You I'm are sorry. a busy man. I'm sorry I'm, about that. You are a busy man. And uh, in the words of that YouTube video, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody. You got to make an appointment. All right, we'll take us out, son. All right, boys, we're done. Thank you guys so much, man. And uh, here we go. Stop.